Hi everyone, my name is Tyler Oakley and you are listening to Psychobabble, an unfiltered half hour of gossip sessions, pop culture scrutiny, and stories we have never told in videos. It's not just crazy talk, it's Psychobabble. In today's episode, we recap our Coachella weekend and discuss who we loved and which headliners weren't so hot. We investigate the mystery of which gay gave the blowjob on the Ferris wheel. And we recap the first episode of The Amazing Race All-Stars. Stick around, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, and live tweet as you listen with hashtag Psychobabble. Hello, Corey. Hello, Tyler. How are you? What's new? What's going on? Well, bitch, it's been a whole day since you haven't seen me. Wow. We've really grown apart. How much do you miss me? No, um, I was about to say no, no more. more miss, no more miss me. <laughs> no, I do miss you. I guess I'm having people over tonight to watch the Amazing Race. Um, Shit, same. So I, I feel like I am missing my other half for that. Uh, we will, we will get into the Amazing Race later in the episode. So if you're worried about spoilers, we are going to back end the episode. Any henceforth Amazing Race content. Yes. Yeah, my friends my friends were also like, we hope Tyler can watch one with us. And I thought, I don't know, baby. <laughs> so maybe we will watch an episode together. Maybe Who knows? It, de- it, it all depends, depends on, on if we survive. Schedule. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of the game. Survive, bitch. Yes, honey. Um, so, Corey, this past weekend, we were very busy. I feel oh like uh, it was a we, had a, we had a time. We did have a time. I mean, that's why my voice still sounds as sexy and as raspy as it does i mean do i sound a little phoebe buffet smelly cat uh when when did she have her raspy voice maybe it wasn't smelly cat but i don't when she remember all, that phoebe had a cold and she was all sticky shoes <laughs> ma'am i do not recall but yes that is My exactly what you sound like shoes she was like licking people's kleenex and shit so she could be sick i feel like a uh, a voice that is gone and lost is a good indication of the weekend, though. What, does, do you find that there's a correlation? Yeah, I think that means I had a fun time. I did a lot of talking. All my friends were like, why is your voice on that? Who'd you kiss? And I'm like, I didn't kiss any boys. Did you really Another not kiss Co- anybody? Another Coachella alone. Another Coachella alone. Listen, no, I kissed all of your friends' cheeks. I kissed all of your friends' foreheads. Well. That's, that's about it, baby. That's all. Nobody... Nobody put their tongue in my mouth. I might have. <laughs> I don't I, I don't think you did. I don't know. We'll have to roll back the footage. I, I had a really good time, too. I lost my voice, but I, it's miraculously back. It had to have been because yesterday I, sh- I had a full shoot day, and I was so nervous that I was going to be all no voice because I was the only person at the shoot, and it was like, if I couldn't talk, then bitch, I was wasting 30 people's time so do you think like they would have just had you mouth it and they would have dubbed it over maybe (laughs) it's possible i don't know uh they would have found a solution i was very stressed about it though i was i was and also it's kind of like my excuse can't be well i was at coachella all weekend so i mean and at this point in your career lord knows you've probably said at least every single one of the words that was in the thing you were filming at least once on camera or in our somewhere recorded. Stitch the podcast. it up. They got <laughs> scoured, stitched, put that shit together. Made Pop you it. sound pussy it. like a dream. Flop it. You've never it. sounded better. Bop it. Yeah. <laughs> Twist it. Pull it. 
Yeah. Flick it. <laughs> sure. Spin it. Fuck spin it, man. Don't even get me started on spin it. Is spin it your least favorite of the three? Bop it, well, twist it, spin or it was, spin it? Spin it was part of the like spin it, ext- it was part of the bop it extreme where there had five things you had to do. Wait, so bop it, twist it, pull it. Were the original it, three. And then spin then it. Then they added spin it and flick it. What's flick it? I mean, I guess I can imagine. Like curly, like this little zigzag lightning bolt little piece. You just flicked it. Like somebody's limp penis. It was, yeah, it was like a limp penis shaped like a Cheeto mixed with a lightning bolt. So a normal limp penis. So your limp. My normal limp penis. Great. Cool. Um, And boy, did we flick it. And spin it. No, no, no. Speaking of Coachella, did you see that guy getting his dick sucked on the Ferris wheel? Oh my God. Yeah, everyone was sending it to me. Simultaneously, every gay in the world got their hands on that video because I swear to God, I was at the airport and got it sent to me 900 times. If you don't know what we're talking about, there were uh, somebody was sucking somebody's dick on the Ferris wheel at Coachella. Somebody captured it on their Instagram story, and that shit went pretty viral. And I, that person's dick looked pretty nice. I loved it. I thought good for them. I, I wonder if they got caught or they got in trouble, or I don't know. I'm sure that happens a lot I mean, more often than we you, know. Oh, for sure. If you were the person filming it, would you not have stood there and waited to see the two people come off and look them in the eye? Absolutely. In fact, I would have too. It looked like he was from afar, so I, I would have been booking it. I would have run right over and it's just it was plopped right I down, stood kept, right there. I would have kept my eyes on that little cart, and when it came around, I would have said, hello, I ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello, Ferris wheelers. I don't know if it was... Um, Ferris they, wheelers day off. Ferris wheelers day off. Feeler, Ferris wheelers, um, I think it was their day on, to be honest. <laughs> Truly. The, I saw some uh, theories that it was not gays, though, that it was a girl and a guy. But I don't know. Mm, I mean, listen, anyone can have a short haircut these days. These days, nowadays? That could have been a wig. A pussycat wig. I did not know. It could have been Monet Exchange. My little gay gay heart envisioned it being two two men because that's what I wanted it to be. It could have been a a straight guy and a gay guy. It could have been whatever, mix and match however you want. I had originally seen that... Um, that could have been someone sucking on a cucumber. Okay. I saw... Eggplant. No, I saw the head. I, somebody posted... The, the first time I saw it, somebody said that it was James Charles, and I said, okay, well, that's just somebody bullying James Charles, per usual. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no wonder Millie Bobby Brown <laughs> hates all gay people. Look what, what we do to Ferris wheels. <laughs> do you... What? Wait, what? What? <laughs> we talked about this last time. I'm kidding. The you people bully Millie with those memes. Oh, I remember now. Um, well, I would like to know who those people were. I, I, I don't think I got on Grinder once the whole time. I, I remember last year Grinder was impossible at Coachella. I mean, yeah, one of my friends was all asked me, "Did you get on Grinder?" And I said, first of all, baby, I gave up that app on January first. Second of all, baby, come on, Lent. I, I talked about it on the podcast, so you must not be listening. Third of all, baby, who's got the service for Grinder at Coachella? Well, you could bring a um a Boingo hotspot or oh something. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't at know. my work, at my work, they'll let us check it out. Check out one if we need to work remotely. You should. I guess I should have borrowed one for Coachella. Yeah. Um. You know, I I didn't check it, so I don't. I I feel like that would have been a a, a way to connect with the Ferris wheel blowjob. Hey, locals! I mean, listen, if Lord knows this 
Ferris wheel couple that listens to the podcast, so they should slide into our DMs. If it's you, say hello. I did hear some stories from um, friends that they saw somebody getting in trouble hooking up at the um, in a porta potty. Ugh, gays. Well, that's stupid. Well, you know and what? That's, that's dirty. I wouldn't. Don't think I would hook up in a porta potty. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Where are you going? <laughs> What do you get when you got to get, you got to get. When you got to blow, you got to blow. When you got to make, you got to make. <laughs> and that's how Sue sees it. What were your highlights from Coachella? Should we just go day by day? Do you think people care? I care. I mean, I, I could probably tell you my top three faves. Day one, we saw Fisher, Casey, Gorgon City, Rufus. Bitch, you didn't see Casey. I saw Casey. I, I was listening who you saw. Gorgon City, yeah. Rufus, DJ Snake, Cardi B. I think my first day, my favorite was probably Rufus DeSoul. Yeah, Rufus DeSoul is one of my favorites of all time. Um, so to see Rufus, especially with my boyfriend, our, like, you know, our song is a Rufus I, Last song. thing I ever want to hear about is a gay couple's song. Well, we have a song. Nobody, you know how people say no one wants to hear about your dreams? Nobody wants to hear about a couple's song. Okay, okay. Unless it's your wedding. My parents' wedding song is, is what's that one Shania Twain song that's like... Butterfly Kisses? No. <laughs> From This Moment On? Uh, it's, it's all like, look around at all these people who don't believe in our love, but here we Who's are. Whose bed have your boots been under? No, uh, it's, um, uh, looks like we made it. <laughs> look how far we come, my baby. You know about that? I, I sure do. I love that Shania song. Um, what was my dad and stepmom's song before they got divorced? It was like... Um, Chattahoochee? No, it was like... Uh, <laughs> um, I am Oh, Truly Madly Deeply? Yes, Truly Madly Deeply. I thought you were going to say it was, um, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Because <laughs> they got divorced? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, it could have been. I still haven't found... What I'm looking for. No, it's uh, a Hoobastank song. And they, it was yeah, their first uh, dance. Yeah. What's that? Is a Hoobastank got a song about a flashlight? What's that? What's the Hoobastank song? Flashlight. I, I, <laughs> I wish. I think. The reason. I don't know. I don't really know Hoobastank off the top of my head. Well, that's because you stank at music knowledge. I would not recognize them in a, in a Delta Lounge, that's for sure. Oh, so you know Orianthe, but you don't know who but stank? <laughs> I don't know either. Thank you. Well, you don't know either. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Talkspace. We all need someone to talk to, a person who can support us through rough patches or even the everyday ups and downs of life. And that is where Talkspace comes in. Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. It's mobile, it's available when you need it, and it is affordable. No matter what you're going through right now, you are not alone. You can join more than 1 million people who feel happier with Talkspace. Because finding the right therapist does not have to be stressful. The Talkspace matching process takes your unique preferences into account to find someone whose style and expertise matches your needs. And if you want to switch therapists, you can do so at any time at no extra cost. Plus, it's super affordable. One month of therapy on the Talkspace platform costs about the same amount as a single face-to-face -face session. Best of all, you'll never have to wait a week to share what's on your mind. 
So with all that in mind, Talkspace has more than 4,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges that we all face. So to match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code TYLER to get $45 off your first month and to show support for Psychobabble. We would love you forever. Again, that's code TYLER and you're going to get $45 off your first month at Talkspace.com. Thank you to Talkspace for sponsoring this episode. We love you here at the podcast. Now back to the gossip. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Apartments.com. Okay, so when you're looking for a new home, you know it can be a little bit challenging depending on your needs. Like, say you need a balcony or you need windows that face the sunset or you need a hardwood floor kitchen or you need to live somewhere pet friendly. For me, it's being pet friendly. I do not want to sacrifice having the lovely life of having pets just because I can't find a home that allows it. Well, Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools that make it much easier when you're looking for a new home. And Apartments.com has the most pet friendly rental listings on the internet. I live with my pets. I would not ever want to live without my pets. Like I know they might cause a mess or they might do all the things that pets might do that whoever you're renting from might not love. Well, I wouldn't want to sacrifice a life with pets just because I couldn't find a place that allowed it. I find it to be the perfect way to live. So if you're out there looking for the perfect place and you need your pets, apartments.com has you covered. Visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Thank you so much, Apartments.com, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. So for day one, yeah, uh, were there any surprises that you had? Was it, was it like you were expecting? Because this was your first year going to Coachella. I told everybody at work that I had more fun at Coachella than I thought I would, which yeah. I think was an interesting realization um i ended up liking i i was a little worried that i wouldn't like i would be at sets of bands that i didn't know and that i wouldn't like but i would say almost every single set we saw i liked one song which yeah it was weird that i thought that because i do have an eclectic taste in music and i do like a wide range of music but literally every person or every set we saw i was like oh very into that person very into that set I don't think there was a single one that I like kind of wanted to walk away from or leave. Maybe Weezer, but I mean, even then I danced to Beverly Hills. So, yeah, I mean, Weezer was probably the only one that was like out of my range, if you will. Yeah, I just, I very was not into that sweater song. I forgot that it even existed. And then I heard it and one of your friends was singing it with me and I thought, okay, Weezer and this sweater song. I, You know what I did enjoy about Weezer, though, is that it gave us like a moment to kind of chill out for a bit. Like we had been going yeah. go, go, go and trying I mean, to like see as many as we could. So it was like a, a down moment before we headed to something else. Yeah. And honestly, like like I said, I, I can get down with anyone. I, I kind of liked some of those moments where it was a band that we were checking out, not necessarily like super in love with. So we kind of stood back from the stage and kind of had some space to move, had some space to dance. Didn't feel like you were standing on top of people. Um, I enjoyed that. But yeah, I really, I had so much more fun than I thought. Um, The whole weekend went by in a blink of an eye. We saw so many cool artists, so many surprise guests. 
Um, I really liked the DJ Snake set from day one. He brought out uh, Cardi B and Selena Gomez, which was Holy incredible. Holy shit. Yeah, that was nuts. And people had already started to like vacate his stage because the set was almost over. And he was all, I wouldn't walk away yet. And then <laughs> he brought them out. And it's like we ended up being able to run pretty close to the stage to see Cardi and Selena, which was pretty cool. I love those it. were those are people I am interested in seeing and, and musicians that I enjoy. Yeah, day one, I was all about Gorgon City. I was so excited to see them. I, I don't think I had ever seen them before. Fisher, I was into, but like they were in the middle of the day. They should have been at night. Yeah, I I loved Fisher. I was going to say it was probably a toss-up between Fisher and Rufus. Um, but Fisher was literally like the first thing we did that day, and it was super early, and it was light out, and <laughs> it just didn't seem like the vibe. Your outfit was cute. If people want to check it out, they can find it on your Instagram. I'm looking at it right now. It's very, very easy and cute. I, I'm noticing that all of us have a problem, and it's called uh, an addiction to handkerchiefs. Bandanas? Yes. <laughs> Jesus listen, fucking Christ. Listen, well, they can get used to it, because I wear a bandana on The Amazing Race this season. Heaven so. help. Um, day your tits. Day two of uh, Coachella, your favorite, obviously. Day two was probably my favorite day all around. I mean, it just had so many great artists, so many people that I like genuinely love, so people that I know every word, every song to. I, I was so glad I went early and saw the Arizona set, which was early that day. Bob Moses, I mean, the Maggie Rogers set changed my life. Um, if you can find it on YouTube or are interested in seeing it, I would recommend looking up Maggie Rogers' Coachella cella set um obviously i feel like i've been talking about her on the podcast forever i was a little nervous that none of you were going to come with me and i had fully uh decided that i was going to go by myself even if nobody wanted to but i convinced the whole group to go and i think you were all very pleasantly surprised at the maggie rogers set Am i I, wrong? I have to say maggie you rogers, cried i was crying it was that beautiful it was that good and powerful and emotional i think it's because she wasn't in the biggest stage it was it was a pretty fairly large stage but it was not by any means yeah, any of the, of the big, big stages big yeah and so it felt like an intimate show it felt like one of those performances where the artist you can tell it meant something to them and not yeah. only that but it meant something that, to them to be there but also to see and hear every single word screamed back at them. I feel like I don't know if any of the other shows had that energy where it was every single person in the audience knew every single word to every single song. And it was, I don't know, it was just like, it was beautiful. Everyone was hugging and loving and it was yeah. so good. It was so <laughs> yeah, good. I was, I was very happy you all went with me. I made a friend anyway. Uh, I was oh my God, the guy us. you met was so hot too. <laughs> Do I need to make a like Craigslist misconnection to those still exist? Please. What Me would you all, say? Uh, what would you say? Do you if want you're me to describe him? Yes, give it out right now. I'd be like, you were a little scruffy blonde gay mm, yes. at Coachella and you lived for Maggie Rogers and we sang every word to every song together, even though I had no voice to do so. I gave you a Jolly Rancher because I thought maybe he missed dinner. Um, because no. not a lot of people had time to eat and stuff. Coachella, you're busy running around. Um, like shared a Jolly Rancher with him and his friend that he shared it. How do you share a Jolly Rancher? Well, no, I mean, I gave one to myself and then I said, I got extra boys and I gave it to his really tall friend. And I gave one to him. And they were very nice and thankful about it. Um, yeah, I guess I do. I should make a misconnection. Maybe he was my Coachella husband that I didn't, uh, that I didn't meet. He was very short for you. I'm gonna. I say. know he was a little short for me, but listen, I know maybe, maybe the reason I'm 34 and forever alone is because I've got all these like 
ideas in my head. Save it for therapy. I would also say <laughs> that we um, we saw Bob Moses, which I really loved. I was not expecting. Yeah. I didn't really know what to expect for that. And it was like a fun, vibey show. I also was not expecting how much I was going to love Christine and the Queens. Right? Holy macaroni. What an incredible show. Yeah. It I, was just like nonstop. Go, go, go. I loved the whole vibe. I loved the whole attitude. It was... Ugh. I danced. I sang. I danced to a French song that I didn't even know any words to. And I had the time of my life. It was funny, funky video of us. Um, that was like my favorite content of the weekend. <laughs> of all of our group dancing to Christine and the Queens. And it was... I, I just love it. It's, I cherish that video. I feel like it's my favorite video of the weekend. If you want to see it, it's on my... I've made it like a little highlight on my Instagram of all three days Instagram stories there if you go to my Instagram you'll see like the highlight of the stories it's like every day start to finish all the videos and content that we took but there's a video of us at Christine and the Queens and we are really getting down and dirty but um then we went and saw Weezer that day yes and then yes we had to leave Weezer early to go see Billie Eilish who lo and behold came out 45 minutes late yeah I didn't love that but didn't apparently love it- that Apparently it was okay because the Solange set was canceled or whatever. Hmm. But uh, yeah, everyone was like, hello, come out here, make an announcement. Please tell us if you're coming or not. But hmm. I was glad we got to see uh, Billy because I actually loved that performance as well. And then we saw Tame Impala, which was so good. Yeah, I guess I, I didn't know any Tame Impala, but I was kind of like into it. I felt like it was very like mom and dad's stoner music <laughs> it, yeah it's very much that it's like <laughs> but vibey. i was fine with it it was very that now before we talk about anything else we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode and that is wix.com with wix you can create your very own professional website just choose a template you love and customize it by adding your own text images and videos with hundreds of intuitive design features that you can tell your story exactly the way you want want even more for your website You can easily start a blog, launch an online store, or create an event. Share everything in a click on social media and drive even more traffic to your site with SEO tools to get found on Google. Wix has all the tools you need to create the exact website you want, and you can even make your website while listening to Psychobabble. Over 140 million people choose Wix to create their websites. Create yours today. To get started, go to Wix.com, that's W-I-X.com slash Psychobabble to get 10% 10% off. Wix.com slash psychobabble for 10% off. Thank you again, Wix, for sponsoring this episode. We love you here at the podcast. Now back to the gossip. And then day three, our last and final day, we started off with Lizzo, who just, I mean, had you ever seen Lizzo before in concert? I had not. Holy shit. She puts on a show. She had flown out um, these contest winners who uh, did like their own versions of like them dancing to her new song Tempo with Missy Elliott. And the whole stage was like full of these contest winners. It, it was so much fun because you could tell that like they were so excited to be there. The crowd was like amping them up. It was, I don't know. I had seen Lizzo before at Outside Lands and I didn't know what to expect then. And so I went into this knowing full well like she was going to like completely deliver and she did yeah all the gays were living i i loved the lizzo performance i it was such i mean she had such technical difficulties with her set which was annoying and i saw she retweeted someone that was like someday people will rewatch lizzo's coachella set and realize it was like a master class and and how to deal with like bullshit technical difficulties that shouldn't be occurring um 
so yeah, the Lizzo set was like a masterclass in like how to deal with technical difficulties and how to like kind of handle it with grace. She definitely, you could tell she was annoyed and I felt horrible for her, but I think she handled it as best as she could and, and she powered through and performed every song either way. So I, honestly, I was very impressed with Lizzo. I did not really notice the technical difficulties, to be honest, though I did notice them at Ariana Grande. Yeah, I mean, Ari, you could tell. I mean, the same with Nicki Minaj. I'm like, Whew. Nicki's mic was clearly not working. I didn't... Some of my friends said they watched the YouTube live streams or, or wherever it was online, and they said they could kind of tell, too. And I was kind of asking, I'm like... I was asking if, like, the audience reactions kind of... You could read it based on the YouTube live stream, and they were like, yeah, you could tell the, the audience was kind of not vibing whenever, like, mics weren't working or something. So that's sad. Here's the thing about the Ariana Grande show. I liked it because I like Ariana Grande's music and like all the songs were there and I enjoyed it. It's just difficult to come out of a Beyonce year where Beyonce made a show specifically for Coachella that will, that had never existed before that will never exist again. It was a once in a lifetime experience for Beyonce for the audience that was there. If you were there, you, it felt like you were at a moment and then I came to Ariana's and it just was, it was good. But I don't know if it like translated as like a once in a lifetime moment. I think she delivered incredible live vocals, which oh most, her most vocals people cannot incredible. say. Yeah. I just, I just wish that maybe she had done something a little bit more like unique to this experience. It just kind of felt like I was at an Ariana Grande show, which if I'm, I can't complain about because I would love to be at an Ariana Grande show. So yeah, that's I mean, it was that. also, a, I think it was also a little different because the RE show was like the last thing on Sunday night. And it's like, you're already, you've got people who are tired of three days of totally of festival and being out in the sun and being out in the desert and being out in the heat. And it's just like, I know I was drained by the time Sunday night rolled around. Um, I was still dancing my ass off. I was still so excited to hear her play NASA live. I got to see her do into you live, which is one of my favorite RE songs of all time. I mean, I was very happy with the song choices, but it was hard to kind of watch her show with as many breaks and outfit changes as it had compared to some of the other performances throughout the weekend that were just go, 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 go. Totally. I mean, that's always my favorite concert is an artist who's just going to get up there and like rip right through everything. Like I don't need a lot of chatting in between. I'm there to dance. I'm there to have a good time. And I'm always very impressed by those artists who do rip right through a set and just give it to you and let you have it. I see. I, I can appreciate like costume changes and different looks and different sets and things like different vibes. Because I I think I really just love that about Gaga. Like, when I think about her shows, sh- she is giving such different looks all the time, such juxtapositions and, like, sets and moments that she's, like, dividing the show into. So when the looks are, like, costume changes, but, like, I don't really even notice, that's when yeah. I'm kind of like, well, was, was that worth <laughs> I mean, our time? Right. It's like she had costume changes, but you definitely knew it had to be super quick because... Coachella runs on such a tight schedule and I know they had like time limits and stuff on what time music had to be done playing, especially late at night. Uh, Speaking of Ariana though, I loved Zed's version of break free. Break free. Great. Holy crap. Zed. Oh my God. You're queen. I guess I didn't even realize until Sunday when we were there and getting ready to see Zed. Like I think when we walked in Sunday, I kind of looked at everyone and I said, Oh shit, Katie's, gonna show up and a lot of our friends were like no no i don't know and like i don't know i just like i've had this weird gut feeling i'm like i know 365 isn't like the bop banger and it's it's not getting the radio play that they hoped and it's it's not another 
Marin Morris and Zed moment. It's it's not that single, but I'm like, I know Katie's here and I know she's coming out to do this song. And I think I was the only Katie cat in that entire Zed crowd on the main no. stage. And I sang every fucking word to that song. And I feel like, I mean, yes, our friends were dancing and singing too, but I felt like the other groups that were around us at that show, I was looking at them like, bitch, you can't give the respect where the respect is due. I was I living know. for it. I was on somebody's show at the were. moment. I like it. I said, I felt like our friends certainly were, but I'm like, hello. I mean, the same thing when we were next to people when like NSYNC came out and Diddy and Mace with Ariana, Ariana Grande. I'm like, I felt like a lot of young people did not know who those people were, which I people knew in sync. Everyone was singing the in sync songs. They just I didn't will, care. I will say, I don't know if anybody knew who P Diddy was. And that is, that the funny made thing is, me right feel when, old. Right when Mace came out, I was like singing every word, to every song, because that was such a like song for me in the like late nineties. And I felt like I was like, Oh my God, no one else knows this because they were all born in the nineties. And I, I was like, all right, that's all right. I'll sing every word. I, I will give credit where credit is due. Katy Perry was singing live and she sounded good. I, I thank you. I was gonna say, I agree. Like I thought I was, you never know what you're going to get with a live show. It's and, and, and it's hard because impressed. there's no, I don't think there's rehearsals for Coachella. I don't think oh, probably and not there's so like many, on the main stage. there's so many things shifting and changing that like behind the scenes tech stuff. It's like, you just hope things go as you want them to go. So it sounded good. I also, we also saw Dylan Francis, which I loved. Yep. And my Sophie favorite Tucker. of the day, Sophie Tucker. Yeah, oh my Sophie God. Sophie Tucker was incredible. I have to go back to a Sophie Tucker show. That was I was blown away. Like I knew some of their songs and I was excited to see them. And then the whole show was just like that show for me. Talk I about loved the set. I loved the vibe. It felt super intimate. It was on, I think it was on the same stage as the Maggie Rogers show, which was one of the smaller stages. And they had this whole jungle theme and neon lights and black lights and tropical trees and birds and giraffes. Like it was wild talk about creating a vibe they literally like transformed just a plain tent into what felt like this crazy funky atmosphere rave jungle and before the show came on they had like birds chirping as if you were in a rainforest it was was really setting the mood and i this if you have a chance to see sophie tucker i would highly recommend it is a dance party where i think not only do they put on a show but like they put on a vibe and the entire audience delivers it back to them like you feel like you are in a crazy dance party it was so much fun it was wild um, I mean, I can't believe we've just like recapped all of Coachella. Well, I mean, it was that good. I, I feel like I had so much fun. It was my second Coachella. Last year we went with a group of five. I was nervous for a group of nine, but it was like, it it was so much fun because all of us were on the same page. We, I, I feel like nothing went wrong for anybody. We were all had such a really good time. I don't know. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I, I, I would do it again in a heartbeat. It was a good crowd. I had an amazing weekend, even if I'm a little tired this week. And even if I'm missing my voice a little bit. Well, you know what? We survived to live another day. But did we survive on the amazing race? <laughs> That's where I was going to go, bitch. Well, um, episode one. It's left. And I was going to say, yeah, if, if you don't, if you haven't seen episode one and you don't want to hear spoilers, now is your time to tune out. Um, but yeah. Episode one is live now. We went to Japan. Tokyo, Japan. I had never been. It was insane it is so crazy too because anthony had my boyfriend had just been to japan like two weeks prior or something and we were joking like oh my god what if you go to japan you i'll just have missed you and when we ripped the clue i was like oh my god 
It was insane. And, and and honestly, I will say out of any of the places we went the first time on The Amazing Race, going to Japan in the first leg of the second time on The Amazing Race was the biggest culture shock to me in a way where, yes, we went at night. Yes, it was a little rainy. But uh, the Japanese people that we encountered were so shy, which I think is a, a cultural thing. And we were just like big, dumb Americans running around with backpacks and asking people for clues. And we were in a very busy part of town. And so many people were like trying to help us, but there was such a language barrier. I will say it was by far the hardest language barrier we dealt with, at least I think, from compared to any of the legs we did on the first time on the show. So I think we kind of looked at each other and we were like, holy shit, can we do this? And I mean, it was one of those things where they like right off the bat, we had to go. We had yeah. to, um, as soon as we got to Japan, we were on a, uh, like a double decker bus. bus where yeah. we were getting these Japanese lessons. And I don't even know if they're going to show it in the episode, to be honest. I, pr- I don't, I don't think they probably will because I think those lessons were just trying to, were actually them trying to help us learn words to use to navigate the city because they knew how difficult it was going to be for us. And it was, I disagree. Impossible. I disagree. I think that that was like a tactic for them to wear us out and to make us like our brains scattered and memorizing something <laughs> that we didn't even really need. Um, because we well, were stressed, those, we were tired, we were exhausted. Well, if we you were, think about it, some of the words that they taught us, I mean, I guess I can look through our little notebook, but it was like, one of the ones was like mall and we had to go to that. That's where we went to the shoe sure. store and, one of them was like a park, which is where I had to where I had to climb the mountain for the roadblock. So I, I was think there were some like hidden helpers in there, but yeah, it was definitely a mind fuck. I was grateful that we both had a roadblock for the first episode because yeah. I think both of us were like a little bit nervous to get back into the game. I think everyone felt like a little bit rocky. Even if you had previously competed on something recently, it's like you still want to jump back into it. And so for both of us to have a chance to like really dive in, take control of a challenge just solo and succeed at it, I think that was good for our morale at least. And, and I then, think, yeah. We definitely had some trouble navigating Tokyo, but once we got to the task, I think we both kind of dominated those, which is what helped us finish uh, so well for the the first episode and finish so high up for the first episode, which is what we had wanted. Not me uh, exemplifying a foot fetish in the first episode, (laughs) really chowing down on some foot play. We always said you were going to do the eating challenges, and I think height was definitely an advantage for me when I was climbing that little mountain. So Bon appetit. We did it. Another, we lived another day. We'll see if we make it into the next, uh, make it through the next episode <laughs> without getting eliminated. Yeah, next week we are going to Laos. Um, so check it out on Wednesday and see what goes down there. And yeah, tweet us. Like you can always tweet along with the episodes, Team Tyler and Corey. I know we'll be stalking your tweets and seeing your reactions to the episode. So we hope you're enjoying this season. Yeah, as you tweet along, hashtag Team Tyler and Corey. We will be following. Thank you so much for listening. Corey, where can people find you? I am online everywhere at Corey Cool, K-O-R-E-Y-K-U-H-L. You can check out my Coachella picks. I'm sure there are lots of tweets that I had about the first episode of The Amazing Race, so be sure to follow me on both. And I am Tyler Oakley. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all. Have a good life. Also, uh, we put, like I said, we posted all those pictures and videos and stuff from Coachella on our Instagram. So go give them some love and let us know what you think are your favorite looks that we pulled for those three days. That's all. Okay. All right. Have a good Later. life. Love you. Bye.